Do not eat any of the meat raw or boiled in water. The whole animal, including the head, legs, and internal organs, must be roasted over a fire. Do not leave any of it until the next morning. Burn whatever is not eaten before morning. These are your instructions for eating this meal. Be fully dressed, wear your sandals, and carry your walking stick in your hand. Eat the meal with urgency, for this is the Lord's Passover. On that night I will pass through the land of Egypt and strike down every firstborn son and every firstborn male animal in the land of Egypt. I will execute judgment against all the gods of Egypt, for I am the Lord. But the blood of your doorposts will serve as a sign, marking the houses where you are staying. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. This plague of death will not touch you when I strike the land of Egypt. It's a story that we probably have read a few times, I imagine, in our Bible reading. And uh, it's one that really, really should uh, uh, um, uh, mean something to us today as well as it did for them on that day when they were preparing to leave the land of Egypt. And so if you'll just for a moment here, bow your heads where you're at, let's pray. And ask the Lord just for the next little while to bless us with his word. We definitely want to receive it with gladness. Amen. Because we want this time of year uh, to be something special. Even though we're going through what we're going through, amen, we still have the Lord with us, and that's an incredible thing. So let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for this day once again, amen, for your many wonderful blessings that you have bestowed upon us. And Lord, we're asking tonight that on this Passover day, this Passover evening, Lord God, that you would bless us, amen, let your word find a resting place in our heart and our soul, amen. I pray, God, that our ears would be anointed to hear that word. And that our heart would be open to receive that word. And Lord, that we might draw closer to you. That's our prayer in Jesus' wonderful name. And let everybody say amen. Praise God. So the Passover was to the Jewish nation a reminder of God's delivering power. And uh, we read about the plagues. And the plagues that were put on the nation of Egypt were... Uh, the judgments of God for Pharaoh's unwillingness to release the children of Israel. The children of Israel were God's chosen people, amen, and they had become and had been enslaved by the Egyptians for some time now. And there are many Bible scholars that compare Egypt in that day to the general conditions of the world uh, that we are living in today. And through bondage and enslavement, we see that the Egyptians ruled uh, the Israelites with an iron fist. And there was no song in their hearts. There was no joy in their relationship uh, with each other or with uh, their God. They only knew the whip that lashed upon their backs and uh, if they did not do what they were asked to do or the taskmaster didn't feel that they were working as hard as they should or they didn't do something that the taskmaster had demanded them. Understand something with me this evening. When you talk about an addiction, uh, an addiction to anything 
uh, is bondage. Sure, we know the drug addiction, the alcoholism, uh, the uh, pornography, and, and, and the uh, promiscuous lifestyle. You could go and write uh, many things down that we would consider uh, to be addictions. And uh, really an addiction, once again, is to anything that, that, uh, that, that holds you in bondage. And, and, and it's something that, that you have a dependence on uh, that, that uh, uh, you rely on it more than the things of God. Uh, it could also be a dependence on anything other than God. Uh, the Bible tells us if that's the case, then that falls under the category of idolatry. Uh, we are living in a world where uh, addiction is running rampant and uh, it's causing a, a lot of people to fall uh, in, uh, uh, into bondage and under its control. Uh, and we also know through the scripture that the enemy of our soul is constantly uh, on the prowl, uh, seeking, uh, uh, seeking us out. In fact, John 10.10 10 says, The thief cometh not but for to steal and kill and to destroy. But he said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Amen. What a wonderful promise we have in the Word of God. Here's simply what I'm saying tonight. Egypt was all about bondage for the Jewish nation. And it was all about enslavement. It was all about sin. And, and there was so more, uh, there was no more sinful place in the world in that day than the, the land that they were in, the land of Egypt. For you see, the Egyptians believed that Pharaoh was their God and believed that he was a God. And the worship of Pharaohs, both living and dead, uh, gave rise to uh, what we know as pagan uh, worship in a way that the world had never seen before. And it set on course the pagan worship as it has been ever since that day. And so God decided that it was time to bring his people up out of the land of Egypt. Because if you read the story, you remember how they ended up in the land of Egypt. They ended up in the land of Egypt because there was a great famine. And Jacob sent his sons down to go. And, uh, uh, and as we know the story, they had sold Jacob off into uh, slavery or into some, uh, some merchants and then he ended up in prison and then he ended up uh, revealing some dreams and he ended up second command of all of Egypt and so they went down and uh, uh, that was first their salvation. Amen. But while being there, uh, Pharaoh's thought that they're growing by numbers, they're going to overpower us. And so the Egyptians, uh, in the short story, became enslaved, uh, or the uh, Israelites became enslaved uh, by the Egyptians. And so now, after all these years, 400 years of this, God decided it was time to bring his people out of Egypt. Uh, it was time now to end that relationship with uh, the Egyptians uh, <clears throat> that caused so much religious confusion, uh, suffering, and bondage, uh, and ultimately death for a lot of the people. And again in John 10, 10, let me say it. The thief cometh not for to, to steal, kill, or destroy. He said, but I come to bring life, right? Amen. And, and that they might have life more abundantly. So the day of a judgment came to Egypt in one night. 
And we read about it in our opening text. Amen. That, that day uh, came when God said uh, to basically uh, the Pharaoh of Egypt and the taskmasters, uh, let my people go. Turn my people loose. Let them go free. It's time for them to come up to a place that I have uh, for them where they can worship me in spirit and in truth. And so, uh, as, as, as most likely as you read the story, those, uh, the Pharaoh and the taskmasters uh, uh, said the same thing. I'm not going to let them go. Amen. You see, uh, let me go back to the addiction thing. If uh, the addictions that have people, uh, a hold of people today, that's the thing. God says, let them go. Amen. But the addiction says, I'm not going to let them go. Amen. But the only way that that's going to happen is when the person uh, that has fallen into that bondage or into that addiction, uh, amen, decides to let the Lord truly uh, have control of their life. And we'll talk more about that in a little bit. The master, taskmaster's job was to tell you what to do, how to do it, when to do it. And if you have any addiction uh, uh, to anything at all, you understand what I'm talking about tonight. What the role of the taskmaster is to tell you what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. But I hear Jesus telling us something different today. I hear Jesus, uh, amen, echoing down through the quarters of time, uh, amen, the words, let my people go. Amen. And I hear the scripture say, I'm coming uh, that they might have life uh, and that they might have it more abundantly. Amen. That's what this is all about. That's what church is all about. That's what the Word of God is all about. That's why we sing. That's why we pray. That's why we lift Him up. Why? Because we know He is truly the Savior of our souls. Amen. I want you to say praise the Lord, amen, or something uh, wherever you're at, amen, tonight. It's a Passover. Amen. They were talking about it on the radio today. It's on the forefront of people's mind. Amen, because this is a different year. Amen, people can't get together like they normally would to celebrate the Passover. And so, uh, and in, our, in the Christian world today, this week is a big week. And, and we understand we can't get together like we'd like to. Uh, but uh, uh, we know that one day we will be getting together again. Amen. So it's a time, amen, for the Passover is a time for the iron grip of sin that had some people's lives bound Amen. To be broken today. Amen. The idolatry and the dependence on anything, once again, that is not of God. Amen. Is the addiction uh, uh, that will break you and will hold you into bondage. Amen. But, 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 but God, hey, hallelujah. Amen. He has the power to set you free. Amen. He has the power to deliver you, amen, from whatever dependency you're on or the bondage that you are in. Amen. What we're talking about tonight is deliverance. That's what they went through. That's what the Passover was all about was deliverance. And that's what the Passover is about today. Freedom, liberty, and salvation. Amen. For all, amen, that, 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 will, that will give themselves to the Lord, amen, and let Him change their life. It's the time to get the blood, amen, on the, the lintel and the doorpost. See the blood. What did the blood mean? The blood meant simply this, that the lamb had been slain. The blood meant that the home Amen. Where the blood was applied, 
now was under the protection of God. Amen. It was under the protection of God and also His provision. It meant that salvation had come to that house. Amen. The death angel, amen, as you read the story, was wreaking havoc in Egypt, all over the land of Egypt, and killing off the power that idolatry, uh, uh, the, that, that idolatry had on that nation. Amen. But for those who were, understand this phrase, covered by the blood, it was bringing salvation to them. It was bringing liberty once again. It was bringing freedom. Amen. Why? Because there's power in the blood. That's why we sing the song, Power, Power, Wonder-Working Power in the Blood of the Lamb. Amen. There's power in the blood of Jesus. You see, the whole reason He died on the cross at Calvary, amen, for you and I today, was, was not the end of some kind of a religious revolt. It was so the blood of the Lamb of God could be shed for you and for me. In John 1.29, the Bible says, The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and saith, Behold, the Lamb, amen, of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. You see, John knew who it was. And John knew when, his, when this Lamb's blood was spilt, he knew salvation was coming. Amen. See, the Passover for the New Testament church Amen, has come. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. Look what Jesus said when he took, took the first communion with his disciples in Matthew 26, 26 through 28. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup, gave thanks and gave it to them saying, Drink ye all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. You see, what Jesus is saying here is that he is the Passover lamb for those who would come into the New Testament church. Amen. That's you and I today. Amen. That's the blood that's applied to your life and to my life today. And like Egypt to the Jews... This world would like to destroy us. Amen. Elements of life that try to kill, steal, and destroy us. But when the blood of Jesus Christ, our Passover lamb, is applied to our life. Amen. That spirit of death has to pass over. Can you say amen? That spirit of death has to pass over. Thank God for the blood. Amen. Thank God for the blood that's, uh, uh, that's been shed for you and I. In fact, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, uh, amen, he said, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Amen. How do we get this blood applied to our lives? Amen. We, this is a time of year that we take communion. It's very much a part Part of our life and communion is very important to that but realize with me uh, that when we are baptized in the name of Jesus uh, the authority of that name uh, has been applied uh, to our lives 
Amen. You see uh, the blood on the doorpost. Uh, amen. What that was really all about. Uh, amen. But you understand uh, the, the death angel passed over. But when you come to the New Testament, it's the blood on that doorpost. Uh, and in the Old Testament as well, it wasn't really about the blood. Uh, but, it, but the blood on the doorpost was all about authority. Amen. Authority. The death angel had no authority to kill anybody in that home where the blood was applied. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. And neither did the Egyptians have any authority over Israel after that night. Oh, think about it tonight. The blood that was shed at Calvary, Jesus' blood, is all about authority. And I'm here to tell you tonight Amen. On this lovely Wednesday evening, uh, that sin no longer has uh, authority over our lives, uh, either in this world or the world to come. Amen. Thank God. The blood has been applied. Amen. And sin doesn't have any control over our lives again. So we can live above the reproach of sin. Why? Paul writes in Galatians 5 and 1, and he simply says, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. How many of you know that immediately after the Jewish nation left Egypt, we preach about it, we read about it, and we ended up where they marched right into the land, the uh, the Red Sea. They had the Red Sea in front of them and they had Egypt's army, Pharaoh's army behind them. And I'm sure we've heard the story of how uh, uh, God, I'm, I hope we have at least, and I hope our children learn it in Sunday school, how God parted the Red Sea and then the, uh, the Israelites would cross over into, uh, uh, onto the other side and head for the promised land. But did you know that the Red Sea experience, did you know what it's really all about? Amen. Really what it's about is simply that God was baptizing the whole nation of Israel in one swoop. And when they came over to the other side, they came out baptized by God and separated from the sin, or in their instance, the bondage of Israel. And now what I'm talking about here, uh, I know, is an Old Testament experience of baptism, uh, which I agree is symbolic for you and I today. But Jesus said that his blood was the blood of the New Testament. And how many know that we are living in the New Testament? Amen. This is a dispensation of grace. And, but, and, we, and we realize that. But he didn't command his followers to go walk through a, a Red Sea. Amen. He commanded his followers to, be, to do what? To be baptized in the name, he said. The name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm glad I know what that name is today. That name is Jesus. Amen. Say it with me together right now. Jesus. Amen. I'm glad I know the name. I know his disciples knew what that name was because when it came time to actually start baptizing the early church believers... Amen. You know how they did it? Amen. They simply baptized them in the name of Jesus Christ. This is why we baptize people in the name of Jesus Christ. You baptize them in the name. Why? For the, for the remission of sins. I don't know. Some of you out there may have not 
amen, been baptized in the name of Jesus. I don't know, but, but I'm here to tell you tonight that it's an important part of your walk with God. It does make a difference. Baptism does make a difference. Amen. And the way you're baptized does make a difference. Amen. Because that's the only way anybody was ever baptized in the scripture was in the name of Jesus. In fact, they said before, they said, how were you, uh, into some of John's disciples, uh, they said, how were you baptized? And they said, uh, you know, John baptized, under, baptized us under repentance. Amen. But but Jesus uh, understood uh, and the disciples disciples understood uh, that that now amen baptism was in the name for the remission of those sins uh, hallelujah and we thank God for that today and I'm going to tell you another reason why we baptize people in that name in fact Paul writes to the Philippians in the second chapter in verse 10 that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow amen of things in heaven things in earth and things under the earth. Every, every name, the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. And when that name is applied to our lives in baptism, let me say it again, the power of sin and bondage is broken in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. So what does that mean? That means that we don't have to obey it any longer. Amen. We don't have to stay bound to its demands. Let me read you some scriptures here as I come to a close. In Matthew, the first chapter, verse 21, the Bible talks about, amen, the birth of Christ and said, she shall bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. In Matthew 12, 21, he says, and his name shall the Gentiles trust. In Luke 24, 47, it says, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. In John 1, 12, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of of God even to them that believe on his name. Matthew 28:18 tells us that Jesus came and spake unto them saying, "All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth." In other words, the enemy isn't going to have power in your life anymore. Sin is no longer going to have reign in your your life anymore. This is why we pray in Jesus name. This is why we baptize in Jesus' name. This is why we believe in being filled with the Spirit of God because His name has authority. His name has power. It has power to save us from the things that have, have us bound and it also has power to save us from God's judgments on this world. And believe me, they are coming. Amen. The world's not ready for it. Amen. They won't be able to handle it. But the judgments of God is coming to this world. Amen. But, but you and I, we have to be in that place where we're ready to let go of our Egypt. And if you're going to be ready to leave, leave the bondage, you've got to be ready to turn it loose. If you want to get his blood applied to your life, amen, to your doorpost and your lintel, it all starts right here. It all starts right here in Acts, the second chapter. 
We read verse 38. Peter was telling them when they said, men and brethren, what must we do? Uh, they were pricked in their hearts. Uh, and he said, folks, you got to repent. you got to be baptized, every one of you, uh, in the name of Jesus Christ uh, for the remission of sins. Uh, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, Peter told us not only how to be baptized, uh, but he also told us uh, why we should be baptized uh, for the remission uh, of sins. Uh, and so when we repent of our sins... Uh, and we are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. We are symbolically experiencing a, a Passover. Amen. The, the enemy or the death angel, amen, that would kill us has to pass over our house. In 1 Peter 3, 21, the like figure whereunto even baptism doth, us, doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of good conscience toward God. Why? By the resurrection of Jesus Christ. By the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Oh, what a Savior we have. And here on this night as the world celebrates Passover, I'm here to tell you that you, amen, can find your peace with God tonight. Amen. And just to let you know, Amen. We still have a baptistry. I just checked it a while ago, and it's almost 100 degrees in there. Amen. So you don't have to be cold when you're baptized. Amen. But beyond that, understand that baptism is for the remission of your sins. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So I wonder right now, tonight, if you will take the time just for a moment and maybe sing along with us as we close this service out. Amen. And we'll pray here in just a moment. But let's sing and just kind of talk to the Lord a little bit. Amen. And let God really have control of our lives on this Passover evening. In Jesus' name, we're going to sing. On the hill there's a cross. On the cross there is blood for me. On the hill there's a cross, on the cross. 